Welcome to To Put It Playfully, the podcast that explores all things kink, sex and lingerie. I'm your host Becky, enthusiast of all things playful and sensual. Each week we bring you a new guest to join a conversation and share their unique perspective. So join us as we delve into the fascinating and thrilling world of play, pleasure and everything in between. Hello and welcome to To Put It Playfully. I'm your host Becky and this episode we're chatting to founder of One Night Parties, fetish photographer, pro dom and mother, Miss Gold, about kink parties, sexual empowerment and more. So nice to sit down and chat with you today and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are keen to hear more about you. So hey. Hello, you've got a sexy little radio voice. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I like (laughs) it. I've been practicing it. I've been told it's quite ASMR, so it is. Maybe uh, someone will be listening to this to get them to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, I'm not that boring. Definitely not. (laughs) So, yeah, it's really nice to sit down with you and chat about all things like sexy and kinky. You're the queen of kink. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just wanted to sort of talk about one night parties for people who don't know what it is tell me about it so one night parties is a space specifically that's void of men some of our parties are of a sexual nature some are more just socials there's always an element of play that could be that so I'll break it down makes it easier (laughs) so there's the one night play parties which have performances sound sound like DJ or sound system so there's kind of spaces to socialize and dance and then there's also a fully equipped dungeon so you can go in there get spanked get fingered (laughs) get tied up uh, whatever your heart desires we always have a fuck machine if uh, you fancy go on that (laughs) there's various spanking benches just Everything that you would, you know, think about seeing in a dungeon, it's there. So that is the play parties. There's also been one event we've done this year in collaboration with House of Arcane, which it was called Liberation Vice. And that was more education stuff. So we had panels and that's something that's really close to me that I want to kind of push forward with is platforming other women to speak about sexuality. And then thirdly, there's the socials. So the socials are taking place at Paul Street every other not every other Sunday, that would be wild of me, (laughs) Um, every other month on a Sunday. And they are performances. We have house doms as well because there's no actual play at the event or penetration. So there's a little bit of spanking for everyone to to look at and riggers as well. So there's still rope. And then there's a dance floor on the top floor, which we're we're trialing a little bit more of like old school garagey kind of stuff. You're welcome to come on Sunday for like, thank you. Um, So yeah. So like it kind of, it sounds, Sounds like that it's become it's sort of like evolved over the years but how did it start out yeah it's, it's become an event series rather than just kind of a singular party so how they started out was in 2016 I wanted to throw a party for Toilet's birthday yeah <laughs> and I liked the idea of he's he's not very keen on men either so I liked the idea of gathering a group of women and non-binary people and it, at the time it was more actually a lingerie party mm-hmm. as kind of we spoke as you know you know that I love lingerie and I wanted a space where everyone could just kind of be in their underwear and he wouldn't be allowed to join in and his birthday party was him sat like laid in a bath <laughs> the entire <laughs> night where we all kind of frolicked around in our lingerie feeling good about ourselves at the time regrettably drinking Lambrini yes it was <laughs> it was it was not just a classy affair at first and that was just in kind of this house in, in Shadwell but after the first get together and they were strangers they were 
some were friends and some mm. were people that I had just like invited off the internet that I barely knew. And that coming together of women and non-binary people in that space of wearing very, very little, kind of the minute you take your clothes off, you kind of feel like a little bit vulnerable. And yeah. therefore you have this kind of connection of like having all seen each other in the underwear. A little bit of play did happen. There were, you know, it was a girl's there, his first lesbian experience. Nice. <laughs> we call it the night of the first pussy. I'm wow. still I'm getting dinner <laughs> that could with have her been a tonight. good name for it. <laughs> it could have been good. Um, but yeah, so that was how they started originally back in 2016. So we threw a couple of parties in that space and it just didn't feel equipped enough, you know? It was like, there was there was no equipment it was literally mm. just a house so took a step back from it for a while I think Kay went to prison um <laughs> a love story um, I got pregnant and then this is where our story starts to come together again so I'm at an event I'm heavily pregnant at a sex party and this guy has just touched my stomach oh, without God. me asking and he's right. looked at my partner and gone can I touch her and like his hands on his cock and oh. I'm like, what the actual fuck? This guy literally, is he asking to touch my stomach whilst he wangs wow. to my partner? And like, I was obviously outraged. My mm. partner's in the collar. I've been like, this, you're not getting this, are you? Like, you're disgusting. Walked off. And that just, the next day I woke up and was just like, I need to bring back that space mm -hmm. in, in a more thought out way, you know, a ticketed way. Like there needs to be a party that is more femme queer focused with like a love of lingerie in London because there wasn't one that there wasn't a femme party that I wanted to go to not yeah. that other femme parties aren't good but there wasn't one that aligned with what I wanted so mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna make one yeah. so <laughs> then I met Adrena and she had Inanna and that was perfect the perfect space to start the party so that was their beginnings with their new formula in a fully equipped space so Amazing. yeah yeah and just for people who don't know, Nana is a dungeon space. Also, you mentioned toilet and K, and some people do not know that the toilet is a living, breathing human being in this uh, dynamic. So tell me a little bit about him. So toilet, <laughs> when I say toilet is my partner, it kind of feels a little bit gross now. <laughs> he is disgusting. Um, yeah. So he is multifaceted. He can do man, man stuff too, normal man stuff. Um, but he has a fetish for water sports um, and objectification and humiliation. In my mind, at, at the parties, he's just another piece of equipment. So yeah. he's like a spanking bench or a fucking machine. Installed. He is installed. He has <laughs> a box. Um, you can choose whether or not to pee on him. You can request for him to be blindfolded, even though he's very polite and closes his eyes. He's extremely well behaved. Yeah. I would vouch for him for the You've trained the ends him of the well. he's, he's extremely well trained, yes. It's and all down to me. I, I take full responsibility. Yeah, of course. And you should. <laughs> and so he's like the only man who tends to be at the party. Yeah. We we have had foot slaves in the past mm -hmm. where there would be kind of a maximum of two men that are there just to massage feet. They're not allowed into the play space. Yeah. Um I haven't done that for the past two parties because I wanted there to be no men other than yeah. someone that is actually a toilet and yeah. someone that I can a gazillion percent trust. Not that I don't I would never put a man in the space that I don't mm -hmm. trust, but 
it felt as the parties grew, I couldn't physically keep an eye on those men. Yeah. Whereas in a smaller space, I could see them. So it, it feels not right right now. Perhaps that will change if we have the right monitors to stay next to them, mm -hmm. if there's a demand for it. But right now I've not been having the foot up. So it's literally just toilet and then all the guests are female or non-binary. Yeah, and that's great. And it's so important to their safety and like feeling comfortable as well to like have all these considerations about who you do you allow into the space. Exactly. And like, how do you like make sure it is a safe space and nurture that? Yeah, I think that like, I'm always a bit apprehensive to use the word safe space mm -hmm. because something as little as being misgendered could make you feel unsafe. Yeah. People's idea of safety differs. So I try and make it as the safest space that I can. Yeah. And there is a verification system. So you aren't able to receive, the, the tickets are not sold publicly, they're sold privately via a uh, verified mailing list. Mm -hmm. So you have to apply, you do a multi-step registration form. You There's a section that kind of asks you how you heard about the parties and why you'd want to come. And I really pay attention to that. And so, so, many women and non-binary people the reason is like past relationships where they've been repressed by men mm -hmm. and like reading those accounts and saying that this is a space that they feel that could liberate them or change them or give them a new perspective or make them feel free is really really special so I do read like each and every one <laughs> that comes through they also have to provide ID or they can provide if they're uncomfortable with that just like a piece of paper that says one night on it social media handles email all of that all of that jazz yeah so it's very rigorous yes there's, <laughs> it takes a long time <laughs> yeah a long but time it's so it. worth it and like obviously having these things in place just means that like just not anyone can turn up and that means that as someone who's going to a party especially if you're a woman then yeah, you do feel a lot safer knowing that the people have been vetted and, you know, checked and you can expect who's going to be there. You don't feel completely alone. And like a lot of people go solo, don't they? Or like yeah. their first time. Yeah, there's a lot. We have a lot of newcomers that have never been to an event before. It mm -hmm. feels like a bit of a gateway drug one night. Yeah, <laughs> so you, I definitely think it is. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it's so like, it's such a good experience to have as like your first, just in general, like, even if you're not interested in like playing or yeah. anything like that, then like to go from like what like traditional like club nights where like you're basically being groped and harassed is yeah. kind of like the norm to go somewhere where that's not going to happen unless you want it to yeah, and explicitly completely. say that then like that's such like a nice experience to have and yeah I wish that like everybody would be able that to go audiences like, yeah <laughs> yeah it'd be great like, wouldn't it everybody should like be able to have that experience and like just feel like oh I've had a really good night out and met a lot of lovely people who are like-minded and mm -hmm. just willing to just talk about anything really yeah there's there's not I think there will be some people that are like I've got to go and I've got to play or I'm not gonna yeah. it's, I'm too scared and there isn't there is no expectation on mm -hmm. you to play with anyone like I've never had any complaints from someone from a party being like I was you know I felt like I had mm. to there's no that there's very much the ethos is you can come and you can socialize and there are events where there are, uh, there's no place so you can just go and meet like-minded people and there's not that fear of that too yeah that's so great so not only do you do this but you're also a photographer and a mum yeah, so, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so how do you manage and juggle all these different roles that you take on I'll spend kind of periods of time focusing more energy into one thing I've recently like d delegated days so I, I 
photography had taken a little little bit of a backseat over the past few months because I thought I'd been working so hard on one night taking photos at events still but like less of our personal practice mm-hmm. which photography makes me incredibly fulfilled it's it's what I really really love so I've kind of been carving out days and like doing specific projects so kind of setting like an entire day to be like today we are going to shoot mask wearers uh, which is a really exciting project I'm doing at the moment and just starting that at like 10 in the morning and doing that three to six at night and having as many people through the door as possible to hear their stories take their photos and then yeah uh, getting everyone out the house and going to collect my kids from where yeah. they are and then cooking them dinner. Yeah, just like any any other busy working mum in any other job, you yeah. know, there's lots of busy mothers that aren't in the kind of work, line of work I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> who, who, yeah balance things. Yeah, definitely. And like, obviously, like mums exploring their sexuality in general is like kind of stigmatised a bit. Like, Completely. Um, like particularly in kink like what kind of message like because obviously I do believe that there is a lot like a lot of our customers will be mothers like people that are in the office are mums like what kind of like message would you want to convey to mums who want to actually explore their sexuality and like get rid of those sorts like pressures from the outside I think you just you really have to sit with yourself and decide to not care mm-hmm. what other people yeah. think I think that is our biggest thing that holds us back in life is fear of judgment mm-hmm. I think if you know you're you're being a great mum and you know that you are safeguarding your children from the things that they need to be safeguarded from mm-hmm. then that's fine you know just just fucking do it (laughs) like don't sit at home with your fantasies don't sit at home unfulfilled like you can be multifaceted Mm -hmm. you know you can mums find time to go to the gym go to yoga do these other things you can time find time to explore yourself and I think uh, if you are I'm sure there's statistics around people that orgasm more or sexual. <laughs> <laughs> so I've decided there's going to be some yeah. around. Yeah, uh, that's a survey. Yeah, that's a survey. <laughs> or not that all sex should should be about orgasms, but yeah, explore their sexuality more. You're you're going to be more fulfilled and happy. Like mm. that's such a part of our being as women. Well, for me, it is not everyone, but. I would be unfulfilled if I wasn't exploring that part of myself. If I've had a heavy scene or played in a way that was really fulfilling to me, I'm happier, therefore... I'm a better mum. Yeah, you're like refilling your cup <laughs> yeah, exactly. by like doing your own the things exactly. that you love and the things that you're passionate about. Yeah. And yeah, it's the same it's obviously it's the same for every parent, but there's definitely like people think that mums aren't multifaceted. Of course. Or, and like they have this like view that like once you have a baby then you're you're bound to it yeah yeah like that's your baby oh like you've done your little bit of like having sex so you've made (laughs) (laughs) yeah your job's done like sex is for pleasure like Like, yes (laughs) do it it's fun it feels good and things around sex feel good and I think you know men are allowed to do the things they want Mm. that's not frowned upon in the same way I think it's about kind of just breaking down what we've been told you know we're raised we're taught dad's going win the bread women stay at home they've done the sex they've made the babies like mm-hmm. that is so archaic and we need to every single person that fights against that mm-hmm. that ideal is you know fighting <laughs> that yeah. stigma the more people that do it and are open-minded about it the better yeah absolutely why do you think people hold these views about like mothers and not dads well it's just society isn't it like mm. that it's like the whole Madonna whore complex thing yeah. or the the concept that 
women should be owned by a man, they should be submissive to a man, they should be, they, you know, they should subvert to this, the patriarchy and all of that kind of stuff. We're, it's ingrained in us. Like if, if we look at Disney films, if we look at the things that, songs, just everything within our society from what we've been raised around, we're taught that women are meant to behave in a certain way you know, and men have a different role. And if we do anything against that, then we're unruly, we're wild, you know, yeah. you get called a slut, you get called a slag, you get called this and they're not, it's just, it's age old, isn't it? It's yeah. happens at school, it happens through university or wherever, like there's not, the, the, the expectations of men are very, sexual expectations of how men can behave are very different to women I do feel like there is a shift and we are starting to change but I also don't know if that's because I live in a bubble and yeah. I'm surrounded by people that have the same views as me mm. but as soon as you take it out of that space of our space pe people are shocked I, I live next door to a, a pub <laughs> and I um they know kind of what I get up to. Mm. And I recently heard that they are all bitching about me oh, at the wow. pub. And that, that's the kind of the only space yeah. that I know that isn't kinky. So mm. it's just like, I'm still looked at as this like temptress yeah. or this like, just because I'm just because I'm sexual doesn't mean I want to fuck yeah, your man. Do you know exactly. what I mean? And I think that that's the concept that I'm, you know, if you're a woman that is behaving in a certain way, you're going to want to still, their man you're gonna yeah. want to destroy their lives or you can't you're keep it in your pants you're a homewrecker <laughs> or, or whatever it's like no like yeah. actually I'm probably I'm fulfilled in what I'm doing yeah. and I'm I don't feel the need to do things that I don't want to do you yeah, know yeah because you you don't need to create drama to go no. get your your kicks in <laughs> no definitely not so I think yeah there's I think it's also like a fear as well sometimes like a jealousy of wanting mm. to be a certain way, but too scared to do that, you know? Yeah, oh, definitely. And like, yeah, you just kind of would put pe other people down. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, they're not like me. And like, obviously, yeah, like people are very strange and judgmental about other people's sex lives when it has absolutely nothing to do exactly. with them. Yeah, particularly with women. I feel like it all kind of comes back to women just not being owners of their own bodies yeah. or like that's how people Completely. perceive them especially with motherhood like your body then belongs to, to your, your child, child. Yeah, yeah which is such a strange view to yeah. have yeah and it's it hard doesn't. to detach yourself yeah. from that I think especially like when you breastfeed for so long mm. like I breastfed for two years and I there was this attachment to feeling less sexual because I felt that my body belonged elsewhere yeah. and just kind of trying to do things like dress up or spend that little bit of time away from them mm. at an event or something looking good to kind of remind myself that my body is mine yeah because you yeah. give up so much like to be a mother it's, it is like your whole body is like changing to be accommodating exactly to a child so yeah like regaining that back is uh, like obviously I don't know from experience but I can imagine that it's a very like difficult thing to overcome yeah it but is. yeah, if you already have that confidence, then yeah. Yeah, I think I had a non, like, where my, I had my first child so young, because mm. I was 16 when I was pregnant with him. I did so much work on growing as a woman after yeah. I had him. So I was so established in knowing who I was by the time I had my second child. I didn't mm. have that same kind of resistance with yeah. um, myself as maybe other, I've spoken to so many other mothers who mm. have, you know, had kids in their late, 20s early 30s late 30s and they've never had to have that other journey that I had yeah. so 
I come from a very unique perspective mm-hmm. of motherhood, which is having like I wasn't a woman when I had my first yeah. child, so I grew as a woman alongside becoming a parent, mm-hmm. and I I had a different kind of path. Yeah, so. definitely, really different. But like um, like when you speak to other mums, like what's their yeah what what's their kind of view, and do you get much many mums at one night parties? Yeah, I actually like, there are often a couple of mums, but I have a, a WhatsApp group that I created Aww. via Instagram called Kinky Mums. And there's about 55 oh, wow. of them in a group now. And we went for our first night out together mm. on Saturday last week. And it, it was wild. We, oh we got God. very drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely That's got a booth so out in bars. Cool. Um, but it was so nice to have these conversations that were yeah. not only about kink, but about kids because like I feel like my world is very split you know I've got my family where I talk about my children and stuff and then I've got my kink life where all of most of my friends in kink don't want kids yeah so this group has been an incredible support for one another I'm not very good at talking in whatsapp groups but that has <laughs> thrived for, for them it's been That's a so huge great. support system and I'll just I'll turn up in real life and love everyone yeah <laughs> but I can't keep up with messages but yeah it's you know, there are more mothers that want to be exploring themselves. Mm. Look, we've, we are just, we're still women. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we've just because we've had this other title put upon us doesn't mean we've stopped having those other needs. Yeah. So there isn't a separation. It's just like we are mothers and women. We're not yeah. just mothers, you know. And you kind of have to work to like keep rejecting that. Sort yeah, completely. Of letting people put you in a box. Exactly. And, yeah. But like, yeah like creating community is such an important yeah. thing in kink in general like aside from if you're a mum or just like finding your niche exactly and being like okay these are my people and they're not going to judge me yes that's an amazing exactly. thing that like I mean outside of kink as well everyone should have that like yeah exactly your little tribe you yeah know? your tribe definitely mm. that is all of my questions oh, that amazing. I have for you it has been so amazing to chat to you <laughs> thank about you for having all me sorts yeah so if you want to find out more about one night parties you can head to their website it's one night parties.com and I highly recommend anyone who is able to any women or non-binary femmes should apply and try and get to a party and have that experience and yeah you can follow Miss Gold on Instagram at Obey Miss Gold or Modest Gold X or on Twitter at The Miss Gold. Thank you for listening to To Put It Playfully. If you want to follow us on social media, find us at Playful Promises and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to learn about our new podcast episodes. See you then. Uh, uh, uh.